Yo, check us out. Chuck D, a public enemy. Yo, what's up? This is DJ Yellow from the world's most dangerous group. What's up? This is DOC, the Diggy Diggy motherfucking doc. Yo, 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 what's up? This is your boy, Z, What up, yo? This is DJ. This is Jerry Heller, motherfucker. It's your boy, DJ Paul KOL for 36 Young Busy Bone. Vice Warp. It's your man, Matt Minor Hell Razor. Yo, this is DJ Ready Red. What up, what up, what up? This is the real Rick Ross, and you listen to me on the Murder Master Music Show. Certain paths you take leads you to where you go, and I wound up here, and I'm blessed to be 
on this show, to be totally honest with you, I wanted to say that because this is this is like a, a, a highlight for me, you know. So I appreciate that for real. Man, we appreciate you because, uh, you know, like I said, man, you're super talented. You got a dope uh, a voice for this shit, you know what I'm saying? Stands out. Um, how did you develop your style, man? Um, how did you, uh, you know what I'm saying, come into your own as Mr. 420? Well, you know, um, I really just listened to a bunch of different music for a long time. My mother was, like, she was sanctified, and I couldn't listen to nothing but gospel. But I remember, um, I think it was DJ Paul's serial number 15 or something like that. That bitch came out, and I got a hold of it. And I listened to it over and over and over. And the various artists from Project Pat, DJ Paul, uh, uh, Player Flag, Gangster Black, um, Scam, Scam Man, Cooster Nigga, I mean, just the different styles and that. I just, like, just was intrigued by it and tried to really wasn't into rap, but I just loved the music of it. Just really was intrigued by it. And I just can't say how I developed my style because, you know, it just... I guess it's a part of everything that I've listened to, to be honest. Yeah. And it, you know, you know, I was like a big Tupac fan, too, though. To put that in there, I was like a big Tupac fan, too. And to be, He had a lot of influence on as far as how I wanted my attitude to be as far as in the, in the, in the, in the rap game, to be honest. You know, man, LL Cool J, I got to throw that in there, too. Shout out to them two the legends, to be honest. Those are the, uh, you know what I'm saying, some of the, the early guys that really paved the way for a lot of people. Yeah. Rakim, Scarface, yeah. <clears throat> very lyrical, man. man, um, man. Yeah. You, you picked the right ones. Now, you know what I'm saying, growing up in Memphis, you was listening to those underground tapes, you know what I'm saying, what did you think of the style? The style was real, like, dark, you know what I'm saying, like, horrorcore, like, uh, uh, they call it devil shit, man. What did you think of that style? I mean, I was intrigued with it because, like I said, my mother was sanctified. We, she grew up in the Church of God of Christ, and, you know, I yeah. was very sheltered. So when that hit me, it was like, wow. This, it was like some of the music, like with Lord Infamous, like his verses were very transient. You know, you had listened to some of his verses and taken them. And it's, I was always like, a, I'm a Pisces, so I feel like vibes and, and certain things. So when I hear music that's transit and certain sounds and certain beats, like what Paul and Juicy was doing with the beats and stuff, it just took me to a certain place to where it's like, man, this shit is cool and it was original. You didn't hear nothing like that anywhere, anywhere. Like I start, I listened to East Coast and West Coast. You had NWA with their gangster rap. You know, theirs was just a strictly different type of sound. And then you had Scarface and Gangster Nip who actually touched on some of their horror core too, because you had, uh, what's his name, um, uh, Bushwick Bill, who had his side, they had different type of horror core sounds, and Gangster Nip was kind of dark, so I, I really liked that, you know, it was cool to me, so I just, and then I had my friend, Mr. Ski, who was a horror core type of rapper too, and I mean, I, that shit was like real cool, and these folks represent this shit, and it's, it's dark, it's different, it's nothing like anything else in this industry. To be totally honest, and it was cool to me. I, I loved it. Hello? Yeah, uh, can you hear me? Having a uh, cut out. Yeah, can I can hear, hear me? you now. 
Yeah, uh, you mentioned uh, Mr. Ski. He, uh, we had him on a couple months ago. Super talented individual, man. The guy yeah. is a producer, yeah. artist, uh, director. He wears many hats. Super talented. Man. How long have you known him? To be honest, him and a guy named Jack Daniels that uh, does production for um, Two Town and stuff now, they actually got me my start, to be honest. That's who I started with. And it was like crazy because... I was really just freestyling and going around, and I had a friend that was calling himself rapping, and he uh, would record some songs and had a little plug to do a show down at uh, New Daisy Theater, and he kind of froze up and passed the mic to me and my friend, and we freestyled the show, and oh, wow. nothing really came of it. So Talk about I met a guy that worked at... Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, to be honest, it was like a high school sweetheart of mine coming to that show, and I had lied to her and said, man, yeah, I'm going to be performing. It's my show, woo-woo-woo. And she actually popped up. So I had to step up, and it was my chance to step It was like a total, I, I look at it as fate. It's fate, you know what I'm saying? So it was like my fate, I guess. So all that came together. Now, we, we freestyled, and we really never did nothing out of that. But I had met a friend at Nike who knew Jack Daniels. And it was like, man, I know this producer. He got me, you know, in the studio doing this, this, and that. And I listen to people that say stuff like that. It's Wolf Chicks. I was just, he's just talking, whatever. And it came out to be true. So it was one day, uh, I can't remember the month, but it was cold as shit outside. I remember that. And me and my partner was inside smoking. And he came out and said, man, I got my friend on the phone. He wants you to talk. He want to talk to you. I'm like, for real? He said, yeah. And I got on the phone and he said, man, can you rap? I said, yeah. He said, freestyle. And I freestyle. And uh, he said, I'm going to get you in the studio, you know, two days later. And two days later, I was in the studio with Mr. Ski, and we did the song Save the Pimpin' on that joint, him, me, him, and then more the low lights. And that's how it actually got started, to be honest. And it was like, I didn't realize who I was in the studio with at that time. And it dawned on me later on as I started gaining momentum that, man, I'm in the studio with a legend. I re- that's, that's, that's my guy. I look up to him. He's like a a big brother as far as the music to me, and I mean, he's very talented. Like, he's very talented, like you said. But yeah, yeah. He's, he's a big part of, he's he's a big part of my start. Yeah, definitely, man. Uh, Ski is, uh, like I said, he said, immortal low life. I mean, he goes way back, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So, so what was the first uh, product that you put out? You know what I'm saying? Did you put out any underground tapes yourself, or? Yeah, my first product I put out was on a Dat Piff. It was a bunch of songs. I actually put out like 20 songs, I believe, on a mixtape because I put that together myself. And uh, it was called uh, Black Master Mixtape. It was produced by Jack Daniels, and it had a, a song production on it from my, uh, from my homie uh, Sean K on there. And um, I, put, uh, I put that out like, I said about 10... 15 years ago, yeah, about 10, 15 years ago, I put that out. That was my first actual, like, production album, with mixtape, where it was just me. And I, really my first thing where I just focused on it, because I really wasn't focused on I, I was green to the game. I knew I wanted to rap and record, but I didn't know outside of that what to do with it. You know what I'm saying? So I just had a bunch of songs. I had about, like, 40, 50 songs just recorded that was, like, just sitting up. And me and my partner was like, well... Let's do something with it. That's what happened. Black Master Mixtape. That was my first album that actually came out. Well, mixtape.
underground as far as like uh and it's on that piff right now. Yeah. That's a uh, uh <clears throat> you know what I'm saying, it's amazing, you know, how you met Ski and Jack Daniels and then eventually you meet two tone. Um <clears throat> and you guys yeah. we're gonna talk about this after the break, so I'm gonna go to a break, I wanna play a song. Uh, featuring Two Tone, Memphis May, which there's a video right now. You guys can go check out. Please uh, stream it, share it. Um, but uh, you guys, uh, you guys got a chemistry that's uh, man, it's dope as hell. Every time you guys get together, I mean, I think I think there'd be there'd be a great group project between the two of y'all. But we'll talk about you and how you met Two Tone here in a minute. This is Memphis Made. Um, did Jack Daniels produce this? Yeah, he produced it. Yeah, that's my and guy. He produced is, uh, Memphis Made. Dope visuals, dope video. Um, I mean, it's self-explanatory. It's Memphis, man. But if you were to, to to describe it to the listeners, man, what would you say about it? Man, it's just a real Memphis song displaying, like, on the video, the visuals, the highlights of Memphis or whatever. And, uh, I mean, it's just, 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 just Memphis. Like we said, Memphis Made, making easy money, pimping hoes in Memphis. You know, it's Memphis. <laughs> Is it? Oh, you're going to MVP. That's all I can say about it. Yeah. 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 Clout. For those of you who don't know, go back to 1995. Look that up. Uh, We'll be right back with Mr. 420. You know what I'm saying? Right here in the Murder Master Music Show. Memphis Made. My hustle, stacking money like it's Lego. See me without a bag, it's like a pimp without his free code. See, I be throwing elbows. See, I be on that looter shit. Stupid strong sack, nigga. I call this shit that ludicrous. I'm in this made, nigga. So my hustle move a thousand ways. Got a thousand plays. Keep me eating for a thousand days. A hustle's mentality about money, it's gotta be. If you niggas ain't talking cash, you can't get a word out of me. I say hustle, so know my grind. My money is on my mind. I'm out the mud, nigga. Polished up and back on my grind. You haters can't stop it. They say I'm hot trending topic. Your bitch with me, she gon' pop it. If I want it, I cop it. I'm about to pay easy money, pimping hoes in Memphis. I stay up on my grind, my hustle so relentless. I grind out the trenches while you on the bench. It's a money mentality for you suckers to witness. Making easy money, pimping hoes in Memphis. I stay up on my grind, my hustle so relentless. I grind out the trenches while you on the On her face, she blessing this pimpin'. I do what I gotta do, cause I gotta maintain. I'm poking your baby mama, she love the dang lane. I'm climbing on up the ladder, black like they do matter. You're beefing about petty shit, my pockets they getting fouler. I'm low-key and stacking paper, that's when they wanna hate you. The trace of these niggas, they had that whole shit ain't in my nature. They waving their guns around, I'm laughing and like a smile. I throw nigga ass off, so go take the profile. I'm getting money, you broken, you staying mad I hustle the hell and back, and that's how I got the bag Making easy money, pimping hoes in Memphis I stay up on my grind, my hustle so relentless I grind out the trenches while you on the bench It's a money mentality for you suckers to witness Making easy money, pimping hoes in Memphis I stay up on my grind, my hustle so relentless I grind out the trenches while you on the bench for you suckers to wick me. 
And you should have that shit on repeat by now, man, because if not, you don't know what real music is. That shit go hard, man. Uh, shout out to Jack Daniels. He's a dope fucking producer because everything you guys put out of Black Rain is always A1, you know? Well, I appreciate always. it. I appreciate you know, it. Yeah, you know, Jack Daniels. What'd you say that? No, I was just saying, what's the feedback? But what were you going to say about Jack Daniels? Oh, uh, yeah, man, Jack Daniels, him and, uh, you gotta, he, he works with another producer named Cassius, you know, them two together is like Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis or however, whoever, you know, any combo that you can put together, I, I hold them, you know, high, you know, a lot of people give me, I get a lot of tracks and inboxes from people like, man, I got tracks for sale or I got this and that, and they don't understand between them two, I got so much, they the plug, they the plug, they like, Pablo Escobar or somebody as far as, as far as tracks. I get like 40, 50 inboxes of them on Dropbox, man. Here, I just pick some. Me and Two-Town. I mean, it's like unbelievable how they work. You know, it's cool. And I'm, I'm blessed to work with them. I love those guys. They're definitely like my brothers. Yeah. yeah. Super, super talented. You know, um, <clears throat> but before the break, we was talking about, you know what I'm saying, you uh, – Connecting with Mr. Ski, Jack Daniels, and then eventually Two Tone. Man, when did you meet uh, the homie Two Tone? Well, I met Two Tone. I've been knowing him for a long time too, but it was on the. Uh, I, I see all these guys. I met through Jack Daniels. You know, he knew all these guys. He knew Two Tone. Them. He was out doing beats and doing stuff for them back then. And um, they were doing shows. Two Tone, the Crime Click, and a uh, little chat. And uh, I believe Gangster Boo at some time was doing uh, shows with him, and I would open up for him. Excuse me. It was one show that we did in Nashville, where I believe it was Lord Infamous, uh, Two-Tone, Montice, uh, Lil Chat, and uh, they did um, an interview at Cats or whatever. And we went on after that to do a show at this club, and it was just, just really my first time just really opening up and seeing the thing. Uh, and, and seeing how blessed I was to be in the midst of people like Gangsta Boo, Lil Chat, and uh, Lord Infamous, Ski, you know, and all them, because I look at them as my, okay, these are my homies. But once I started seeing and opening up for them, I'm seeing like the fame that they get everywhere else. I'm like, wow, it's amazing. And I'm blessed. I was actually really blessed to be put in that position. With them. And uh, I met with Two Tone them a long time ago. And right at the time when Lord Infamous passed was when we um, I officially, I can say I officially became a part of Black Rain. And that's uh we dropped in, Two Tone dropped a compilation album called Chicken Talk. And it actually took off and did pretty good. And it's, it's been on since then. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a shame that, um, you know what I'm saying, Lord wasn't around uh, for, for a long time, man, because I imagine you guys would have made some dope music together as well. Uh, man, you, you know, my Lord Infamous was very deep. I can tell you one story about a, a talk we had with Lord Infamous. We was on our way to Mississippi, and um, the, the, the fame that he had was so crazy because he can start a crowd from anywhere and the, the conversation you would have from him with you could see why he wrote the verses and the stuff that he put in some of his verses because the conversation would go from it'll start from yeah I'm gonna roll up this blunt to uh 
somewhere to deepen religion or deep us or deepen maybe to some physics or something like that because he's just he had a vast mind and people wouldn't think of it unless you sat down and talked with him so on this day we was headed to mississippi we stopped at this gas station and uh talking and me and him was talking outside the van we was riding in, uh, jack daniel's truck and he put some guys that rolled past on the expressway because you could see the gas station by the expressway and you could just hear lord infamous lord infamous Lord infamous. And I'm like, wow, dude, this is crazy to see like people pass by and to recognize you as they pass by on the expressway and the screen your name out, you know. And my impression with him was like, man, he's a really cool dude and he was down to earth because these are people like, to me, people who have like Oscars and Grammys and stuff like that, you would think of them to be like uh, uppity, stuck up and all oh, the world owes me this. And he was just like, you and me, like, man, you talk to him, you talk to him about anything, he'll talk to you about anything, it was, really was no malice in his heart, you know, and he was a deep person, a deep thinker, and at the time of his passing, I think that's when me and Two-Tone really got close, because it, it kind of hurt Tone, because they were close, and, um, you know, he didn't really speak on it or too much about it, but I could see that, and I really believe if Lord Infamous had been around, around right now, we probably would have been a little bit further, or a lot further than where we got now. But you know, everything happens for a reason, and we do miss his presence. I ain't gonna lie to you, because I think about that every day, and I know Tom thinks about it a lot. But what what happened? What would, what would it be if his dog was still here? But I don't want to touch too much on that because it's a touchy subject. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Um, <clears throat> rest in peace, the Lord Infamous. Um, you know, he influences. So many people, um, Man. you know what I'm saying, people are still, you know what I'm saying, picking up on his style that he, he created, you know what I'm saying, he exactly. um, he made it what it is, so shout out to Lord Infamous, um, but yeah, you, you definitely, you know what I'm saying, um, you came in at, at a good time because you guys were still dropping, you know, even though real rest in peace, Lord, uh, you guys were still putting out you know, hits consistently. You know what I'm saying? Um, what was the first thing you put out on Black Rain? The first thing, well, my first album I put out on Black Rain, well, we did, uh, what was that, uh, Overwork Underpaid. And uh, my first song that I put out was my solo song, Hustle With Their Work on Black And after that, it was, um, I believe it was um, Smoking Jacket. My Smoking Jack was my solo album on there. Well, after that was Chicken Talk, me and Two Tones, a collaboration that we did. And uh, it went, I, I believe, number seven or number eight on the independent, on the indie charts. And then after yeah, that was my uh, album, Homegrown. Yeah, it did. That surprised us. <laughs> you know, it surprised us. But uh, yeah. that was a blessing. Like Billboard. That. that had to make you feel you know, real proud because... You know that, that, like you said, it was a, a surprise. If it's if it's anticipated, if it's expected, then you know, okay, you know, no. But this this was a shocker. I told Tone this was a win for the underground because you know what I'm saying it was. it's like, oh man, they they don't want you guys to hit them charts like that. They want their artists to have the shine. You know what I'm saying? They want to monopolize the game. But you guys, you broke through. Congratulations, man. I appreciate that. One thing I can say about Tom, 
he gonna he gonna find a formula because he always hit me up and be like, man, what you think about this? Or I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna try this. I'm gonna try that. And I look up to him for that because we are when it comes to spending money, me and him are two different type of people. He'll get some money and be like, man, okay, I'm gonna do this, and it, it, it don't matter. Like to me, it sounds like a big gamble, you know. Like man, you know, man, I don't know. Like he he'll be like, man, I'm gonna invest about two or four thousand into this to see what happens. And just recently, like he was talking about for some uh, what is it like the uh, clearance for a clearance for a song? He had to pay, I think, a, a certain amount of money for a clearance for a song. And that was just to get the folks to listen. And I'm sitting here like, well, shit, that's a lot of fucking money, bro. But those gambles like that is what, you know, makes Tom who he is and that what makes shit like that work. You have to take those gambles. And I take my hat off to him for doing shit like that because if it was up to me, man, look, I don't know if we'll be able to do some of the moves, you know, because that's a big gamble. But it takes a certain type of moxie to do that. And he got it. You know, so I, I look at I salute him a lot for doing that, and and he 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 does a lot of that, and I appreciate it too because it puts us on a platform that I probably wouldn't reach if I was there by myself. Yeah, he definitely. Uh, well, you you can tell he believes in you and what you what you bring to the table. You know what I'm saying? Because like I said, uh, you guys you you guys collaborate on tracks. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, man, one of my favorite tracks that, one of the first tracks that I heard you on was um, off of his uh, uh, album, The New Direction, Take a Puff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that Simon yeah. Kill sample or whatever in there, man, that shit's hard. You know? Um, I appreciate People got to appreciate that, man. You know? Definitely. Um I'll tell you what, we got some more music we're going to go to, uh, and then I'm going to bring on the homie Sim from France. I know he's got some questions that uh, he wants to ask you, you know what I'm saying? And uh, okay, cool. and then after that, I want to give you the floor so you could uh, tell the people where they need to go and all that. So we got uh, two tracks left here, one we're going to play at the end to close out the show, but one we're going to play right now, man. We got 901 Life or Hit a Lick, uh, which one you want to roll with? Man, we can go with 901 Life. That was produced by my homie Skeezy, you know. Uh, he uh, he mixed it. We, we recorded that there, and uh, I fuck with him real tough, and that's, that's my homie, man. That's like my brother. He got me my stars, so we can do 901 Life right there on that one. Definitely, definitely. Shout out to homie Mr. Ski. We'll be back with Mr. 420 right here on the Murder Master Music Show. Don't go nowhere.
died trying to fight for peace. And these young niggas out here trying to get it, killing for a piece. It's never peace, never trust these niggas in these city streets. I hit the blunt of strong, turn up my music as I clutch my peace. I'm southern, playalistic, and outcast, it's what my family say. I'm still out here all on my own, but I'ma be okay. I'm hustling, and I got a job, I'm known to sweat the clock. I break down a whole bell of loud and put it on the clock. It's Stop the way I rock the block, I'm trying to make it hot I'm getting it out the mud from the bottom, trying to reach the top They sucker free, never let a bitch nigga get close to me Got my hood around my neck hanging just like a rosary Get Memphis life, every day's a blessing if you make it past I'm paranoid off the powder, me feeling some type of way. I'm focused on the come up and ain't no sucker out here close to me. I'm spending all my time on the grind like I'm supposed to be. I stay repping my hood, 38106 is who I am. They say it's slim money out here, man, but I could give a damn. I give no fucks about a nigga hating on the sideline. My side grind got me making double off the sideline. Great, Dr. Poe and eight to double cup of lean. Fresher than a peppermint when I pull up on the scene. Potent green, got my eyes looking like Kim Jong-un. I'm so high right now, I can lean back and just caress the moon. And live his life, every day's a blessing if you make it past. Uh, yes, I'm fine. I'm ready. It's a French connection. <laughs> uh, 
Um, <laughs> can I tell us about his song "Loud" from your album "Smoking Jacket," which was a dope song? Yeah. Can I tell what, what, what was that again? He basically he just, tell, he just wants to know about yeah. that song "Loud." Yes, sir. Oh, loud. Well, well uh, I, 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 this song there is like I, I pride myself on. On the marijuana that I smoke, because I am Mr. 420. I'm a connoisseur of the marijuana. And if it ain't loud, I really don't want it, to be totally honest. It's <laughs> a lot of people at that time when I wrote it, they was talking about, man, they got that loud. Man, I got this shit, man. It's so strong, strong. It's so stanky. And this it's the best in the, in, in the city. I get there and I, I smoke that shit. And I'm like, man, oh, I smell it. I can't even smell it through the bag. Or I got and I got something in my pocket. This probably I probably ain't even got an eighth in my pocket, and and it's smelling the whole room up. So I'm like, man, okay, I'm tired of these folks talking about they got loud and got strong and they really don't have it. So let me write this song like I got that loud, nigga. It's that super strong. It smoke, you know what I'm saying? What that, that, your your sack ain't stinking, man. What the fuck this shit you smoking on? You know what I'm saying? I want that shit. Don't nobody want that quiet ass shit that you smoking on. We want that loud. So I was like, let me, let me do this song about that. A lot of songs that I try to do, I try to touch on either Memphis or marijuana, because that's what I'm about. <laughs> so that's how this song What, what are you smoking about. on now? Like, what 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 is what's your favorite strain that, that you got right now? I really don't have a favorite strain, you know, because I got I got a uh, I used to grow some, but then you know I got the uh, cousin that used to have a lot of GG14 and GG different uh, gorilla glues I used to smoke on that it just depends on my mood I do a lot of shit what I call is here I call Ben Latin I like to take a couple of different strains break them down and mix them together me too and smoke yeah 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 take three or four of them fuckers (laughs) let me tell these folks now because we had a debate on Facebook see I got what you know what people call cocktail roaches and shit some people we have debate where they say it's broke folk shit to break the roaches down, the cocktails down, to roll it up and stuff. I save my cocktails just for that. You know, I got a jar that I put them in. It's a certain, I save them at a certain length, and I leave them in that jar because when you roll that up, we call that wildfire. When you roll them different type of marijuana weed, it's been sitting in that jar, marinate with different THCs and sativas and indicas and shit just mixing and mixing and mixing and you break it down and roll it up. What, what, hold on. Let me quote Ric Flair. Boom! That shit is <laughs> fucking amazing, bro. You know what hey, I'm saying? Hey, he got some weed so, right now. It's called Ric Flair Drip. I haven't tried it yet, but man, you know what? There. I want to try that. I recently just tried that, uh, that uh, Mike Tyson rap. You know, oh, and I endorse that That's like good? a mother. Yeah, yeah, it's good, it's good. I endorse that like a motherfucker. I'm not gonna lie, because <laughs> I used to be wet mango, wet mango. But I tried that that, that rap. He got this this infused with tar pains. It had me stuck to the couch for a minute, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah, that's it right there. That's what this uh, face mint does, man. It's a strong indica, give you a couch lock, man. Where you just want to sit there and watch a movie, you just don't want to fucking move. Yeah. You know? Like, oh, yeah. That's what's up. Yeah, man. I I noticed, though, me, I'm an indica driven smoker more than sativa the older I get. 
the sativa sometimes yeah. get my heart going, you know what I'm saying, my blood pumping a little too much. I like to calm down and relax and just chill, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, now, yeah, it just, to me, it depends on the type of song I'm writing, too. Because if I'm writing yeah. one of them hype songs or if I get a track that's really upbeat or up-tempo, I, I smoke something to give me a little hype, you know, a little a little mixture of marijuana to give me hype. And if, if it's like a smoking song, I want to be all the way laid back. Just right. Yeah. It's maybe better uh, as a Ben Laden weed, if you remember with three six. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, can you tell us about your song Dead or Live from your group uh, Trouble Mob? It was Mr. Ski. It was Mr. Ski production. Can you tell us about this one? You got two or three tracks on the album. Yeah, yeah, that song. Well, with Ski, I, whenever he hits me up and asks me to do something, I try to move because, you know, he, 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 he started me. Uh, the Dead or Live, it came. Um, that actually was actually happened pretty quick, you know. The, um, I think we wrote, what well, is the, uh, I wrote, uh, was, well, I wrote, like you said, three or four song, tracks for him. There were eight eight bars a piece or whatever. And it's hard for me to remember which songs actually, like which songs are actually, like how the bars actually go because I was writing so much at, at, at the time because at the same time I think I was working on some uh, this uh, this album that I was coming out with too. Uh, a couple of songs on there, but um, with that, uh, if I'm not exactly correct, it's the jump where I think it's uh, a military-minded. Uh, I think I came out like that on that verse. Is that the one you was talking about? Yeah, yeah. For sure. Okay, yeah. On that jump, uh, Ski takes me to a different level because when I get with Ski, it's more military-minded shit. So I, I try to get into my Tupac mind where Tupac did like me against the world and shit. So that's where a lot of that, uh, that, that, that verse came from because I wanted to start out my with how can I come out with something like Tupac and then I got lyricists that was on the song with me like Ski and everything and I tried to put my bars up with the people who I do songs with, you know, so I was like, let me come out hard. So uh, that's how that verse came about. But I, I thank Ski because I think that was like a last minute thing that he had came up with. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm down. I'm, I'm down for that. So that's how that came about. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's a Memphis tradition to, to release tapes, underground tapes. You release your own tape back the day. And tell us about your first underground Memphis tape. Do you remember uh, your listener or the first one who blew you away back the day? Or the first one you get it? In oh, the first underground mixtape that that get that influenced yeah. me. That's what you asked. Yes, okay, sir. I was yeah. telling him it was like right. it's a DJ Power mixtape. I'm not exactly sure, but I was like serial number fifteen or something like that. Where that was like where I first I was on my way. I was actually on a field trip to, to uh, Huntsville, Alabama, with school, and I had bought that mixtape, that tape, and I put it in my Walkman cassette, and I listened to it the whole way, and it had Player Fly. Uh, Gangster Black, Gangster Blue, Boo, uh, uh, DJ Paul, Project Cat. It had a lot of different artists on it, and the way they did their songs and the format they came out with. Because Three Six was the first really Memphis artist that I got um, 
uh, exposed to. Then came DJ Squeaky, then came uh, Criminal Mind, and uh, Yo Gotti them later. But it was that, that mixtape right there. And the artist that really took me to heart was Player Fly. That's who really like the Memphis underground movement. My favorite total artist, hands down, is Player Fly. And I listened to a yeah. lot of his music. I called it my theme songs to life. The Moving On album, the Game OB album, a lot of his uh, Damn What a Nigga Say song, you know, a lot of his music was like a theme song to my life. And I don't want to say I modeled myself around a lot of his music, but a lot of his music was like influential to what I did, you know, because Fly was like the shit. He was the Tupac of Memphis, the, the shit. To me, in my eyes, he was the shit. So a lot of his big tapes and a lot of his songs that he was on with Three Six at that time, and him and Gangsta Black as well, was the ones that I was like, okay, yeah, these are the bangers. These these are the ones that go hard. These are the ones I want to seek out. Which which one of them? This they mix tapes more, you know. So I could say it was Player Fly and DJ Paul Serial mixtape fifteen serial number or whatever that fifteen that number fifteen was, whatever that was. That was the mixtape of DJ Paul's that, that, that broke me into that underground shit. Yeah, Gangsta Black and, uh, and Fly got a, a joke with what's called SPV Click, South Park, right? <laughs> For sure. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Come, come, I'm going to tell y'all something. That music, that, 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 that South Parkway, Gangsta Black and Player Fly connection that S-O-U-T-H-L Parkway has influenced me so much that I live off of South Parkway today. <laughs> this yeah. street today. I tie this shit. I mean, it, that, them two were so influential and Lord influential. I mean, like 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 uh, like y'all was saying earlier, man, that Memphis sound is so influential in the game today that people don't understand that, man, Basically, if you listen to anything Drake, like, now I ain't going to say anything, but if you listen to what Drake does, uh, the Migos, uh, anybody that got that cadence, man, that comes from Memphis. I mean, it's Memphis. Right, right. I mean, we in, they, they, they sound influences everywhere. Yeah, it is, it man. It's, 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 it's getting to the point, not to cut you off, it's getting to the point where artists got to sue these, these uh, um mainstream stars, you know what I'm saying, for sampling. You know what I'm saying? You gotta give me my yeah. money because you sample my song from this tape in nineteen ninety five, you know what I'm saying, and you know, you gotta pay the piper. Yeah, Memphis is a huge influence. And you know, real talk. I wanna give a shout out to my homie Psycho Memphis and D B Cooper and what they're doing in Memphis music, you know what I'm saying? Yes, yeah, because man. uh they 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 push that Memphis sound too, you know. And they talk that Memphis sound, and we fuck with them. And, uh, it's it's artists. I'm I'm trying to be politically correct because I don't want to step on nobody's toes right now. And uh, it, 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 it it's like you said, it's people in the industry that that is that's eating good off of that Memphis sound that we are, that, that Memphis artists originated, and the Memphis artists are not eating right. off, you know. And it's and it's a shame. And I, I hate it has to come to that point to where it's actually becomes tension between certain artists because of, hey, y'all taking our sound. Because I've said it for years. A lot of people come through Memphis, get the Memphis sound, go everywhere else and make money off of it. And we still sitting here, you know, fighting and fighting for crumbs, basically. 
Just a few of yeah, us break out. That's real talk. Just a few. Tycho was the first to to have the eerie sound even before Paul. It was by the yeah. OTS record with, uh, uh, when uh, Al Capone uh, had his group and uh, so it was dope, yes, Psycho. Ellen Bell. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's been. Yeah, send those it's, all it's, it's, it's been a, it's, That's what's up. That's what's up. For real. Yeah. You got uh, also a song like called Towers Memphis uh, with Two Town from your album Chicken Talk. Uh, for, yeah. Was, uh, yeah. And, uh, it's crazy because Evan Paul got a club was called DJ Paul's Place House in South Memphis and QCG have so QCG's place in North Memphis they are their own clubs by the day it's crazy <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they were kids <laughs> man yeah. I mean it's crazy I mean Memphis could be but see, it has a lot to do with uh, some politics here in Memphis because we don't understand how powerful getting into the politics side of this this, this society is, and how, how how important it is until like like with cities with Memphis, a lot of this shit is still ran by a lot of older politicians that hold a lot of holes over the city to where really the city can't expand. And I'm not going to touch on that too much because that takes us somewhere else. But it's a lot of money that could come to Memphis that Memphis misses because of bullshit politics and bullshit street shit, too. But, you know, yeah. it's either here or there. It'll, it'll come together one day, hopefully. Chicago is very similar. You know, there's a lot of talent in Chicago. And the styles are yeah. similar, too, because uh, uh, Chicago was doing that twist in you know, way back as well. <clears throat> but yeah. Uh, but there's differences, though, too. You could tell that Chicago has its own and Memphis has its own. But, yeah, the same thing up there, politics. And a lot of artists that should have got the shine never did. Look at Memphis. Gangster Pat yeah. was the first guy to get a major deal. Um, everybody should have rallied around him at that time. I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm not trying to step on no one's toes or anything, but I think uh, – you know, they could have really pushed him to the next level. Um, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to step on some toes on that. I'm going to step on some toes on that because I'm from Memphis. When somebody, this is one major thing. When somebody gets a momentum in Memphis, it's cool as long as that momentum don't go past the top dog in Memphis. Once it gets close or equal to the top dog in Memphis, that's when they start stepping on your toes and pushing you back and doing a lot of hate, whereas it should be, man, come on, join with me, and let's ascend together to that next level. It's not like that here. It's a lot of I'm going to sign this person and hold them down, or I'm going to use this money to hate on this person or this person, or I'm going to go, who, man, I'm going to go to this person's showcase and listen to his music. I'm going to steal his lyrics because I'm known and he's not known, and then I'm going to hate on this person because he's biting me. It's a lot of that shit going on, but, you know, that's why Memphis is stuck in a certain way as far as the streets and underground go, because we hate on each other for no fucking reason, to be totally honest. And that touches me, but, but I'm going I'm to I'm let that push on because that's for another. I can go for about three hours on that, but that, that, yeah, that, that, that touches me because 
we could we could be so much more here in Memphis than what we are if we just realize that man, we all the same and we need to come up together and eat together. Yeah, I'm, I'm done on that. So, man, one other thing, I want to I want to thank y'all too, man. Before everything gets on, I want to thank you too for giving me this opportunity for real. I really appreciate oh, man, it. It's an honor. It's an honor. It's long overdue, man. We're just uh, glad to be able to have you in the archive. And uh, we do got one more track, man, called Hit a Lick. We're going to close out with that. But before we do, brother, I want to thank you again for coming on this show. And I want to give you the floor, man. Let them know where they need to go to buy this, to stream that, you know what I'm saying, to, to get a verse, whatever they need, man. Uh, uh, it's all yours, brother. Okay. Um. My uh, right now the album drops on 420. Uh, talking about their cash, it's gonna drop on all major uh, digital platforms. You can go on Apple Music, iTunes, Tidal, uh, 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 whatever your digital platform you prefer to go to. You can go there and look it up. It pop up, download from there. Um, uh, shoot, my other albums. Talking about the uh, not talking about the cash homegrown my mixtapes like you was thinking of that piff you can get them on that piff or you can get chicken talk on pretty much YouTube anywhere I'm I'm pretty you can look it up pretty much anywhere let me let me let me get my um hold on you can look them up on um you can go on my Twitter page Mister Four Twenty Twitter page I drop stuff on there all the time my Instagram page is Mister it's mr. dot on Instagram and also on my uh, TikTok and my Facebook fan pages. All the same at Mister Four Twenty. Uh, you can go on the Black Rain website www.blackrainent.com to download any paraphernalia. I was gonna say paraphernalia. My mentality is somewhere else right now. <laughs> Not paraphernalia, <laughs> but merchandise. <laughs> Yeah. Download any merchandise or music that you would like of Black Rain or Mr. 420 or Two Tone, some of the old crime click or clubhouse click. It's all on there. And um, uh, I'd like to thank you guys for letting me on here. You know, this is my first official, official interview ever, you know, and I was telling you earlier, yeah, if you could tell, I'm a talkative person. I could talk on so much, so much, but I enjoy talking, and I enjoy talking to you guys, and I appreciate this for real. Man, we appreciate, you know what I'm saying, being the first platform to have you on, man. Uh, that's huge right there, man. Uh, a huge honor, and I definitely want to do it again in the future. You know what I'm saying? We're uh, looking forward to uh, your upcoming projects as well. Um, but thank you again, brother. Uh, this one here hit a lick, man. Tell us about this one as we get out of here. Well, it, actually, the chorus comes from a song that I did on one of my mixtapes called uh, uh, what called uh, something uh, something serious, I believe. And I was talking about at that time I had a Buick Park Avenue. My car heads had blown out. And I was like, man, should I get a job to get it on? And then my partner had just called me at the time. was like, man, hey, look, I got this thing going on. We can do this here. And I was like, okay, cool. And we did it. It was successful, so I wrote about it. <laughs> but it was, it was, it, it, it came from that. And this one was like, man, okay, let's commercial. He took the chorus, and I don't know if it was Jack Daniels or Cassius. They love how I like uh, sample choruses. 
and they sampled my verse and the co- my voice in the chorus, and this song came out of that, and it was like, okay, let me talk on hit a lick on another level. We can talk about hitting a lick on on a job level or hitting a lick on a legit level or hitting a lick on on street level. So that's what this is supposed to be about. So that's it right there. Uh, that's what I'm talking about, brother. You take care of yourself. We'll get at you real soon. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the homie Two-Tone, everybody at Black Rain. This was Mr. 420, Murder Master Music Show. Hit a lick. I appreciate that, man. But everything just falls apart Axel on the lack gone Niggas trying to do me wrong Pockets on the empty Got me singing broke nigga songs Sad as a motherfucker Out here feeling like a bitch Thinking should I get a job Or thinking should I get a lick Stomach empty feeling sick Gotta get up out the mud Hit my nigga up Hit a lick and went and flipped some drugs Ain't nobody showed me love They just showed me how it was So I put them up And got the banging like a fucking thug Got some drink I'm pouring up Stop mixes I'm throwing up Mango raps I'm rolling up Cast the chicken Fuck it up. Situation is critical, niggas out looking pitiful. Me being broke again, I rate charge that visual. Like a nigga on his last meal If you talking about that paper We can always make a deal I'ma always keep it real All that hate shit I'ma kill I'ma give you what you asking for So nigga you can chill They 100 like a bill Get head just like a bill These hoes just like a bill I go in just for the kill Getting licks is what I do Just like your girl other two I'ma let her through And get the info on what I need to do I'ma run it through my crew And they gon' go and follow you Then hit me on the hip And tell me come on man Let's get this through Yeah